Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue, and thank you for listening to Bible Crossfire the same time uh, every week. Appreciate you tuning in, appreciate you calling in, appreciate your comments, questions, your input. Uh, the show, this program would probably be rather boring without callers, listeners calling in and, and uh, discussing the scriptures with me. That, I think, is what makes the sh- program interesting. Again, as the announcer said, then, if you want to call in, the, the lines are open right now, 877-655-6755. Call in with your Bible question or comment. We'd love to hear from you. You know, by my count, the phrase, quote, for the remission of sins is found five times in the Bible. Let's, let's go through each case of where we find this phrase, for the remission of sins. In Mark chapter 1, verse 4, and also the parallel in Luke's account, chapter 3, verse 3, we read, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. This, I guess, would be considered to be the first case of for the remission of sins, chronologically, that is. Now, this is talking about John the Baptist. He was the forerunner of Christ. He was the first person to ever baptize, at least as far as we have recorded. And this verse says his baptism was for the remission of sins. Meaning, those he baptized receive forgiveness or remission of their sins from God when they were baptized. Now, now there's no get, getting around that. He says that John baptized the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So people received the remission of sins when they were baptized by John. That's clear. The next place in the New Testament that we see this phrase, for the remission of sins, is Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. It, that verse reads, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Perhaps this is the most important or critical case where we see this phrase. It describes Jesus dying for our sins. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 puts it this way. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. So Christ died for our sins and it was predicted or prophesied by the scriptures. You know, Jesus paid our sin debt. Acts 20 verse 28 says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with with his own blood. So Matthew twenty six twenty eight says that Jesus shed his blood for the remission of sins. Acts 20, verse 28 says the same thing, but puts it this way, that he purchased the church with his own blood. And so the shedding of his blood paid for our sins. It paid the sin debt, we might say. Again, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. While we're waiting on that call, let me mention again my uh, or our uh, website. I say our. I think of it as my website, but I'll have to give Shane Pack some credit, too, because he's the one that developed the site. It's a really good website, BibleCrossFire.com. Go there. You can listen to old programs. Go there. You can click on a uh, basically a, a button, a link, and send me a question or comment. We can that's via email. We can discuss the Bible 
all throughout the week via email. Or what I wanted to mention especially tonight was to the Bible Correspondence Course. There's a Bible Correspondence Course, which means you can learn the Bible online at your own pace. It's, it's the course called Jesus the Way. You can also you can do that online, as I mentioned, at my website, or you can also do that through the regular mail. If you don't want to do it online, but you'd rather do it through the regular mail, then just click on the button that says Send Pat a Question or Comment. And say, Pat, I want the Bible Correspondence Course sent to me, and I'll you you give me your address, and I'll send you the first lesson. Another thing that we offer at BibleCrossFire.com is a, a link that you can click on, where basically you can request a face-to-face Bible study with someone who lives in your area that that that's like me, that that believes the same thing that I believe, meaning what the Bible teaches on these things instead of trying to always get around what the Bible says. If you would like to study with somebody like me face-to-face in your area, you can click on a link there. You can also send me an email if you... Maybe you want me to come preach a revival or gospel meeting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I do that free of charge. Don't, Don't accept money for preaching. If you want me to come preach, just click on that link, send me an email doing that, and I'll be glad to work out some dates with you. Again, the number to call if you have a Bible question or comment is 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. If you want to make a Bible comment or ask a Bible question right now while the program is going, going on. The third place in the Bible where we, receive, we see this phrase for the remission of sins is Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is similar wording to John's baptism. We read a while ago that John's baptism was for the remission of sins, and just about everybody can see that means that when John baptized somebody, they received the remission of sins. Why can't they see the same thing about Acts 2.38? Peter told these people to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. It's for the remission of sins, just like John's baptism. Why is it with John's baptism they receive the remission of sins, but they don't receive the remission of sins in Acts 2.38? It's a mystery to me. The truth is, is that there are two things these people were told to do, and they were going to get two things. The two things they were supposed to do were, the conditions they were supposed to meet were, repent and be baptized. So these believers were told to repent and be baptized, and if they would do that, they would receive the remission of sins, and they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So so believers are, don't already have the remission of sins. Instead, they're told to repent and be baptized to get the remission of sins. New Testament baptism is for the remission of sins. I know a lot of people want to deny that. We have a lot of people call into this program trying to deny it, but this verse plainly says it. You know, this phrase, for the remission of sins, is the same in the English and in the Greek as for the remission of sins in Matthew twenty six twenty eight, which we read just a while ago. And everybody, I mean everybody, understands that Jesus shed his blood in order to obtain the remission of sins in Matthew twenty six twenty eight. Why is it not the same here? It's the same in the English, it's the same in the Greek. Jesus shed his blood for the remission remission of sins 
Everybody understands that means in order to obtain the remission of our sins. So why wouldn't that same phrase, same in the English, same in the Greek, and Matthew 26, 28 mean that we're to be baptized in order to obtain the remission of sins? That's the truth of the matter. Since both passages are true, we can't just accept Matthew 26, 28 and ignore Acts 2.38 or vice versa. We have to accept both. They both have to be true. Since both verses are true, the conclusion would be that Jesus' blood remits our sins when we are baptized. That's the key word, when. It's the blood of Christ that actually washes away our sins. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. But when does it wash away our sins? Well, Acts 2.38 teaches clearly that it happens when one is baptized. You'll remember that Saul of Tarsus believed in Christ on the road to Damascus, and then he was told by Christ to go into the city of Damascus. It would be told him what to do. And he went in there, and he was there fasting and praying for three days. I believe that's Acts 9, verse 11, if you want to check that verse. He was there at least three days, and in the meantime, God sent Ananias to tell him what to do. Remember, God had said, Saul, go into the city. It'll be told you what you must do. So he tells Ananias to go him, tell him, go to the city, tell tell Saul, excuse me, what to do. And he told him what to do in Acts twenty two sixteen. Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So were Saul's sins washed away by the blood of Christ? Yes, Matthew twenty six twenty eight says that Jesus shed his blood for the remission of our sins. Revelation 1.5 says our sins are washed by the blood of Christ. They were washed away by the blood of Christ. The question is, when were Saul's sins washed away? When he believed on the road to Damascus or three days later when Ananias told him to be baptized to get his sins washed away? You see, our sins are washed away by the blood of Christ. No question about that. But they're not washed away when we believe in Christ. Then Saul would have been saved on the road to Damascus. We know that's not true because Ananias told Saul to get baptized so that his sins would be washed away. So the blood of Christ washes away our sins when we're baptized. We see that from Acts 2.38, Acts 22.16, Mark 16.16, 16, 1 Peter 3.21, and three or four other clear passages like that. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call, 877-655-6755. That number to call is 877-655-6755. And then one last passage that contains the phrase for the remission of sins. And that is Romans 3.25. It says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, it's talking about Christ here, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. So the immediate context of this verse shows that God forgave Old Testament saints other sins based upon the upcoming or future death of Christ. Kind of like you can go ahead and eat your groceries before you actually pay for them if you charge it. So these people in the Old Testament were forgiven based upon the future death of Christ. Just like we're forgiven of our sins based upon the death of Christ that happened in the past. You see, our forgiveness does not occur 
when Jesus died. That's when the sins were paid for. That's when the penalty was paid. But our forgiveness occurs when we meet the conditions that God outlines that we must meet in order to be forgiven. For example, we read in Acts 2.38 that Peter told those on Pentecost, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So those on Pentecost received the remission of sins when they repented and when they were baptized, which would have been, what, 50 days after Jesus' death. We can be forgiven today the same way, almost 2,000 years after Jesus' death, if we'll repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. We see this from Matthew 26, 28, Acts 2, 38, and Romans 3, 25, the verse we just read. Bible Crossfire, go ahead with your question or comment. Sam from Texas. Thank you. Uh, years ago, I uh, I thought my I came to an understanding that I was a sinner, and I, I, I prayed the sinner's prayer, and I thought I was born again, but... You know, looking back, I, I lived my life like a whore. I'm embarrassed to say that. I was baptized when I made my profession of faith. Um, but for many, many years, I, I, there, you wouldn't know that I was, I was born again. And, and so I've repented and asked the Lord to forgive me and I've, so sorry I've done all of that, and I'm wondering if I should be baptized. Sam, you know, I'm not the, um, the, the authority. God is the authority, right? Yes. So, so in a sense, it doesn't make any difference what I say. It's what God says, and he speaks through his, his word, the Bible, right? Yes. And so that passage in Acts chapter 2, verse 38... Do you recall what it said? No. Do, were you li- okay. So, no. in Acts chapter 2, Peter is preaching, and he accuses these Jews in both verse 23 and 36 of crucifying the Son of God, of killing the Son of God. And you remember those Jews did in the sense that they clamored for Jesus' death, and they prodded the Romans to crucify Jesus. So they crucified Jesus, right? These Jews. Mm-hmm. You see that in verse 36. So verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? So these Jews, they were evidently, their conscience was pricked. It says they were pricked in the heart. They were feeling guilty because they realized that what Peter said was true, that they had crucified, that they had murdered the Son of God. And so they said, What should we do? And here's what Peter told them to do. Verse 38, Sam. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so here's some believers that are told to repent and be baptized, and the reason they're told to be baptized is for the remission of sins. Now, just taking that verse at face value, what does that verse say about whether or not a person needs to be baptized, Sam? Be baptized. Yeah, and the reason he needs to do it is so he can receive the forgiveness of sins. You can take a case like me. I was baptized, immersed, when I was 10 years old, but I never got baptized for the remission of sins. Then when I learned the truth on this, from passages like Acts 2.38 and others, then I got baptized for the remission of sins, and so I received the remission of sins then. Jesus says about the same thing 
In Mark 16, 16, Sammy says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And we also quoted that other verse from Acts 22, 16. Ananias told Saul to rise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So, Sam, that's when your sins are washed away. When they're forgiven by the blood of Christ is when you're baptized. I'm, I, I'm so glad I turned on the radio and listened. I've been thinking about this, and thank you. Thank you so much. Please pray Sam, for me, please. I, I will. I've got your telephone number. I'm going to call you later, and maybe we can set up some uh, additional conversation, okay? Thank you so much. In, in the meantime, if you want to go to my website, BibleCrossFire.com, at the, sort of toward the top, you can click on a link to send me an email, and then we could talk over email uh, all week about any Bible topic that you care to talk about. I genuinely appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for your good call, Sam. Thank you. Good night. Bill from Arkansas, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, coming home from uh, my Sunday night um, church service, and uh, I drive about an hour uh, to a little congregation in northeast Arkansas, and and it's just uh, I flip channels here and there, and it's uh, refreshing to hear on uh, on the Sirius XM um, a show that um, you really use Scripture to illustrate and to answer, and you're not afraid to include baptism as a necessary part of salvation. The uh, all through Scripture, it never mentions faith only, repentance only. Uh, confession only or baptism only it's a package deal and uh, all through the scriptures uh, and that you you have pointed out and quoted many of them uh, illustrates that and it's just amazing how uh, the itching ears of the religious world they don't really want to hear that so I commend you for for doing so Thanks for your encouragement, Bill. I like the way you put it. I, I hadn't put it that way exactly that it's a package deal. It exactly is it's a package deal. You remember Matthew 4, 4, when Jesus was being tempted. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed, proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So that indicates mm-hmm. we got to take all the Bible has to say on every subject. And what a lot of people want to do is that maybe they'll just take John three sixteen, and that's the only verse they'll look at. They won't look at anything else, and they'll conclude that all you got to do is believe. But if you take all of what the Bible says, like you said, it's a package deal. Take the whole package you understand that you got to believe and repent and be baptized. All of those are mentioned as conditions that are necessary to salvation. Bill, you make a good point. So, um, and I left out the, uh, the verse early in Revelation that says, continue to the best of your ability, and I'm paraphrasing, to live yeah. a Christian life. Uh, it says, and, uh, I think you're referring and, to Revelation 2.10, says, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee death. a crown of life. Yes, sir, good job. I'm in my car, so it's hard for me to... To pull things yeah. when I'm when I got the bright headlights in my face. So anyway, uh, good job. You might mention, uh, and I'm sure you're aware of this, um, the original Greek in the word for the word F O R for for the remission of sins. The original Greek uh, is the E I S word, and it actually means unto or to receive salvation. Yeah, and, that's a very uh, good point. Very good point, because in the English, four can look forward or backward. Exactly right. Like, we run, we run, get a touchdown, four, six points. That looks forward. Or But we receive 
uh, prison sentence for a crime. That looks backwards. But you're right. In the original Greek, the word that's translated for is the word ice, E-I-S, mm-hmm. and it yeah. can only look forward. It can only look yeah. forward. It can't go backward. And, and, Bill, you could tell that without knowing the Greek because it doesn't just say in Acts 2.38 to be baptized for the remission of sins. It also says to repent for the remission of sins. So if, if this were looking backwards, that would mean that somebody receives the remission of sins before they repent. And everybody understands that's not correct. And I, I can't pull it out of my head, but there is another scripture that does a similar philosophy that would say that if it was true, what, what the philosophies are true, then Jesus Christ was crucified for no reason, because we're already saved. I can't, I can't pull that one yeah. out of my head. I apologize. But, now, um, I think I've got the advantage here, Bill, because I'm on my computer and pull up the verses, but I think you're referring to Matthew twenty six twenty eight, which we quoted earlier in the program about Jesus shedding his blood for the remission of sins. Same in the Greek, same in, as the English, as Acts 2, 38. Yeah. And everybody know that's pointing forward. Jesus shed his blood in order to obtain the remission of sins for us. So it would have to mean the same thing in Acts 2.38, that we're baptized in order to obtain the remission of sins that's provided for by the death of Christ. Very good point, Bill. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Good show. Yeah, Bill, send me an email. Go to my website when you get home, BibleCrossFire.com, and send me an email so we can discuss the scriptures further via email, if you don't mind. Will do. Thank you. Look forward to that. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Tony from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, hi, Patrick. How you doing? Good to talk to you, Tony. Thanks for your yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, good to talk to you, too. Uh, I had a question uh, about the, the passage in uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four, where Jesus says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Right. Um, could you explain that to me better i've heard different interpretations of it and it seems to be different every time uh-huh. and it's just kind of confusing because uh well i think of it as you know denying themselves the apostles they denied themselves they pretty much left everything uh their comforts uh their families and um i kind of think that that's what we're supposed to do leave our comforts uh, in a sense uh and deny ourselves, deny our flesh, our, you know, our, our wants as humans, you know, um, to follow Christ. So I kind of confusing, though, because I've heard a different interpretation. <laughs> well, I think a lot of those interpretations, different interpretations, are going to come out at the same place. And, and that mm-hmm. is that we have to put Christ before anything. So let me, let right. me think about the last phrase in there first, about how that we're to take up our cross and follow Jesus. You know, when I think of the cross, the cross represents, on the, in regard to Christ, the sacrifice of Christ. That's what the cross always represents, the sacrifice of Christ. You agree with me, yes. Tony? Yes, of course. Yes. So, uh-huh. so I'm thinking that when it says we have to take up a cross and follow Christ, that if we're going to take up our cross, that means we're going to have to make sacrifices for Christ. That's our cross. That's what the cross represents is making sacrifice. Do you follow what I'm saying, Tony? Yes. Uh-huh. Now, on the deny oneself, that, that, a passage that comes to mind in my head, you know, maybe this is not the best passage, but it's the passage that comes to mind in my head, is Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this text, Tony says that we must let Christ live through us. It's as if we're pretending that Christ is in our body, so the decisions we make are going to be the decisions we think Christ would make. So we're going to deny doing what we would want to do, the decisions we would make, whether it's in regard to sin or the decisions we make in our life. We're going to deny what we would do and do what Christ would do. We're going to let Christ live through us. That's the way I think of that in Matthew sixteen twenty four. Do you have any follow-up, Tony? Um, well, I guess, yeah. No, not really, but, well, kind of, I guess. But I guess what hey. I was trying to say is that, yeah, I guess we're go- we're going to have to go off the air. Can you go to my website and send me an email so we can discuss this further, Tony? Sure, sure, Patrick. I'll do that. All right, BibleCrossFire.com. Okay. Anybody out in the audience, go to my website, BibleCrossFire.com. Send me an email. We can discuss the scriptures all week to your heart's content. That website, again, is BibleCrossFire.com. And we'll appreciate hearing from you via email, and then we can talk about the Bible to your heart's content all week long. <laughs> 